Good morning. Merry Christmas. One of my favorite things about going to Senegal, West Africa, is the joy of being in a place where people speak a language where the word for yes is wow. <laughs> Been there 10 times, and I still get a kick out of hearing people talking. Uh, granted, I don't understand a lot of the Wolof language, but to hear them finish conversations and basically say wow to each other at the end of it all is, is really kind of amazing. Know what I mean, Dord? <laughs> See? <laughs> See how wonderful that is? <laughs> this is basically how the conversation between Mary and the angel goes. The angel brings the news to her. This is what angels do. They're messengers from God. They deliver news of what God is saying. And, you know, let's face it, it's not necessarily tidings of comfort and joy for Mary. There's a good reason the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. I've mentioned this for, for the last two weeks because I've been anticipating this morning. The angel's announcement to Mary will, for, for all intents and purposes, mean that she will be a girl in trouble. In spite of the other details about the baby to be growing inside of her, you heard those details. The angel said them, that he's the son of the Most High, to whom the Lord God will give his throne of his ancestor David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever with a never-ending kingdom. In spite of all this, Mary did not miss one detail. She will be an unwed mother. And as such, her very life could be in danger because the religious folk in town will not look kindly upon her pregnancy, even if she claims it to be miraculous. The punishment for such things, according to their tradition, were severe. So that's the news. You're to be pregnant. And she asks, and who wouldn't ask this question, how can this be? I've never been with a man. And the incredible answer is given. The Holy Spirit will come upon you power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called holy, the Son of God. Just as Elizabeth is also having a baby, even though she's <clears throat> older and supposedly barren, now she's six months along. <laughs> And then these intriguing words, nothing you see is impossible with God. So do you know what Mary says next? Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, she said yes. She said yes. And I see it all now, she says. I'm the Lord's maid ready to serve. Let it be to me, with me, just as you say. She says yes to that. You know, she didn't need to say that. She could have said, no thanks, choose someone else. But instead, her, her answer, her prayer, is actually very similar to the greatest prayer that her unborn son ever prayed. You ever think about this? In the Garden of Gethsemane, what did Jesus pray? Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. It's basically the same prayer. It's fascinating to me that the life of Jesus literally begins with these words. Let it be with me according to your word. Someday he will teach his disciples to do the very same and to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe we has assumed that he learned this level of obedience directly from his father. But it didn't hurt that he likely grew up knowing that his very human conception was related to a ringing yes from his mother. A courageous, faithful, submissive, lovely yes. This week I've been thinking about the times in my life when I was asked to be obedient to say yes, those times when I was asked and I wasn't. When I was growing up, we had a Labrador retriever. Her name was Jenny and she was to be my dog. When we got Jenny, they made a point of that. They said, this is your dog. I was very excited to have my own dog until I realized that really the whole thing was a ruse to get me to feed her and to take care of her. One of the rituals that took place before taking the dog hunting, she was a hunting dog, one of the rituals that took place before going hunting was that she required a bath. Jenny was an outdoor dog she lived in a, a kennel, a run, next to our house. And if you know about Labradors, they sometimes tend to have a peculiar odor. Jenny definitely had it. She, she, she really had it. So washing Jenny was not my favorite thing to do. But I tolerated it because it also meant that we were going hunting. Some time alone with my dad, which was precious because it didn't happen very much. So it was Christmas vacation, and I was in high school, 
and there was a certain duck hunting trip coming up, and for some reason, I wasn't invited to go along. But when the request came to wash the dog, I remember saying, you're taking her hunting, why don't you wash her? Did not go over well. <laughs> and there were more words, angry words. And I said things I shouldn't have. And then I bolted out of the house. And I walked in my anger about a mile down the road. We lived on a hill. <clears throat> and I walked down the hill. Fuming all the way. And on that walk, something incredible happened that I think was more God than me. I remembered some words my mother had spoken to me about how I could choose. I could choose to simply love my dad rather than placing expectations on him. And I realized somewhere along that walk that what I was trying to do was to change my father. Something that was not my job and would also never work. <laughs> it was futile. My job was simply to love him and not to try to change him. And for the first time, this suddenly made sense to me. And I, I realized what I really needed to do was to go home, apologize, wash the dog, and tell my dad I loved him. So I started home, and with each step, the feeling got more urgent, and I was more convinced it was the right thing. I started to run. I sprinted back up that hill and arrived back in our driveway just as he was pulling out. I went to the window of his car and through my wheezing and my coughing and sobbing, I told him sorry and that I loved him and that I would do as he had asked. I was troubled, actually, by the fact that he didn't say anything back to me, but just kind of nodded and looked away. He pulled out of the driveway and drove away. It was actually not until years later that I found out that he was extremely moved by what I did and that he couldn't respond for fear of breaking down. You know what? That day was the turning point in my relationship with my dad. Instead of trying to change him, I just said yes. I'm wondering if there's someone here today who has been resisting saying yes to their Heavenly Father. 
when it could change everything to do what Mary did and say, let it be with me according to your word. Maybe you need to pray that uncommon prayer. Thy will be done. Instead of the most common prayer, the prayer that God actually hears a lot, thy will be changed. What might happen if you took your cues from Mary and her boy and prayed for God's will for your life and simply said yes? I have a feeling if you did, you'd be amazed what would happen. In fact, the operative word would probably be, wow. Let's pray. Why is it, Father, that we sometimes assume the plan you have for us is difficult or unpleasant? Why is it, Lord, that I, I tend to imagine that my own plan for my, my life would somehow be more wonderful than yours? When you see everything, you're capable of doing anything, even the miraculous. Father, please walk with us. Give us the courage to say yes to you even when we cannot see the road ahead. Help us, God, to remember these, those words spoken by the angel. Nothing is impossible with God. For we pray these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning's offering is um, a way of